0: Um, The podcast where two people who know nothing about mythology teach you about mythology. We also talk about legends, tales, folklore, all that good stuff from around the world. Um, My name is Cece, and I'm here with... Tony. And um, welcome. Yes. Um, We are super, super excited. Um, Today we're going to be talking about some Norse mythology, which... Is Tony's favorite.
1: It is my absolute favorite <laughs> all around.
0: And, um, yeah, just a reminder before we get started, um, I do have a tick disorder. So if you're sensitive to any types of ticks, um, just be warned, especially if you're watching on our video platform, that, um, I do have some vocal and um, physical ticks. And, um, yeah, um, as for trigger warnings for the day, Um, I've got nothing.
1: Uh, I'm going to be talking about incest slightly. I
0: I feel like that just is a blanket trigger warning for our entire show. I feel like we don't need to say it every week.
1: Yeah, probably not.
0: I mean, if if you guys are still here, I mean... If you watched the very
1: first mythology episode, which was about the Greece uh, creationism for the mythologies, you'll know that incest is pretty prominent in mythology, so...
0: Yeah. Um... So yeah, um, we're going to be doing things just a little bit differently today. We're actually going to be doing um, three deities in the first half of our episode, and then we're going to save the second half for a very special deity that we're not going to tell you about. And by
1: very special, I mean I have one, two, three full pages just explaining this one deity.
0: So, I mean, there's your there's your goal in getting to stay here. Yeah. I'm just saying. We talk
1: about a lot of stuff.
0: Um also, real quick before we get started, I just want to remind everyone that our Patreon is now open and available. Um we have a couple of different tiers. Um I believe our lowest option is 3 and our highest option op- option. Option. Thank You're you. You're good. You're good. Is um 20, 20 and you can find us at patreon.com. Slash Mythology Breakdown pod. and uh, Or I think it's just Mythology Breakdown.
1: I think it's just I Mythology think, If you
0: breakdown. search Mythology Breakdown, it'll be us. It'll either they say pod or not. I don't know. I just had a long work week.
1: <laughs> you.
0: Um. So I guess I'll get started.
1: Cool. Who are you going to be talking about?
0: I'm going to be talking about Lady Sif.
1: All right.
0: And fun fact about Lady Sif, there is literally nothing known about her. <laughs> Literally, it's like, we have these three facts, and we've built all of our knowledge around these three facts. But, I mean, there's some definite speculation and some cool theories out there. Yeah. So, um, Sif was pretty prominent and found in text as early as 1800, 1800 800 to 1400 CE, which is the current era. Um, so this
1: is after Christ came into So this fruition. is after,
0: I mean, this is, yeah, this is the current era, um, honestly, less than a thousand years ago. Yeah. And um, it's yes. in the same age as the Viking and the medieval age. I know, right? It is so
1: crazy to it think, think so that we're talking about crazy. these uh, mythological beings.
0: Well, because a lot of these other mythologies that we've been talking about, it's like, you know, 3000 BCE.
1: Uh, sorry, and now it's sorry like... Egyptians, sorry, Egyptians. Our dog's trying to get in here. We locked her out of her own bedroom because I know. this is our also our recording area. Hello Athena.
0: Hello Athena. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's very interesting and it's so weird that we don't have more on them since they were so current. Like think of how much stuff we have on like say the Greeks. Who have been who were worshipped for thousands of years? Yeah, and the Egyptians who worshipped for thousands of years, and then you have this one religion that's less than a thousand years old. So and we know like no do nobody. you do
1: you actually want to know the reason for that really quick yes, before do we you get into you know the reason. I do. So the main thing you're gonna hear that that was my G Fuel can hashtag G Fuel not I'm not sponsored. Um, <laughs> Sponsor us. Please. Um, so. Christianity came into fruition after this, right? So it was, like, really big in uh, Scandinavia and uh, with the Celts and all that kind of stuff, uh, Norse mythology was. And so basically there was this huge thing that happened and, you know, Christianity started taking over and temples were actually... Oh, the
0: christian like... The, with the pagan and the how yep. a lot of things oh, okay uh the Christian makes burnt sense
1: temples destroyed statues they got rid of thousands of years of uh, documentation on these Nordic gods and yeah thank yeah. you thank you early Christians for that. <laughs> now I'm talking like thousand plus year old Christians, not today's Christians, of course. Yes, we but... all know
0: how, how crazy history has been. Yeah. Okay. Well, so now you just dripped
1: on oh, your no. shirt. I'm dripping with G Fuel. <laughs> Sponsor us
0: <laughs> Um So she's the wife of Thor, that we know. Yes. We also know that her name means relationship by marriage. Huh,
1: that I did not know.
0: Yes, so like an in-law. All right. <laughs> um. The third thing that we know is she is the mother of who who is also obscure and unknown. Okay. He is the god of, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: She lost her place.
0: I lost my place. Oh, the god of snowshoes, hunting, the bow, and the shield.
1: Snowshoes? Yes. I would love to be known as the god of snowshoes.
0: He He's married to the goddess of winter. Alright. That's um, basically that, all we know about him. That makes sense. Um, the fourth and final thing that we know about Sif is that she had... Long, beautiful golden hair. Some account stating that her hair was the most perfect shade of gold and it reached all the way to the floor. Huh. And that's it. That is it. That's what's known.
1: Oh, God. That's nothing. Yeah. Huh. Huh.
0: I've man- i managed to find some theories and stuff, but I mean, that uh, based on facts, that's really it. That the closest rough. other thing we have to factual evidence is a story that, um, you know, she had beautiful hair. So already it's about one of the facts that we already know. So it's not really giving us any new information.
1: That is really rough.
0: And she was like sleeping one day. And Loki came up and cut all of her hair off. Like, so she was basically bald. Because he was feeling extremely mischievous that day. He was like, yeah, yep, I'm going to cut off all this girl's hair. I'm just going to cut her hair off. I'm just going to cut her hair off. (laughs) Um, Nice. And obviously this pissed Thor off because Sif's hair was like her whole personality.
1: Could you imagine your personality being based off of your hair? You... Imagine like Sharpay from High School Musical and Troy just goes, huh, I'm feeling mischievous today. I'm going to cut off Sharpay's hair. No, it would
0: more like be if like uh, Chad decided to do that. Oh,
1: Chad. Oh, Chad.
0: And then Troy or Thor would come in and be like, bro.
1: Yo, what the hell, man? Why would you do this?
0: W2F. (laughs) Because Thor literally was like, dude, Loki, dude. (laughs) And Loki, because he's a little wimp, was like, I'm so sorry, I'll get her some new hair. And that's the end of the story. All right. Now, later on, it can be speculated that he went to Altfenheim, the world of the elves, or the gnomes. And um, he asked them to make her a new, like, hair... And they used the finest, softest gold thread that they had to make silk-like hair that was gold.
1: So she wore a wig. Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah. And um, it said that this hair was even more beautiful than her own hair. Huh. Um, be honest about it?
1: Wow. <laughs> now. Well, now, that's I... it for today, everybody. Have a good rest Have of your... Have a good year.
0: night. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Um... So there are some theories that her hair was meant to symbolize fields of grain or um, fields of wheat, and so that she was maybe a goddess of fertility and agriculture and growth.
1: That would make sense, because and Thor is also god of agriculture. I was
0: going to say, there is some evidence to support that they are what's called a hero's gamos.
1: Yep. I know exactly what that means. too.
0: Okay. So, for those of you who aren't also researching mythology... <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> a Heros Gamos, or a hierogamy is a divine marriage. Which means the fer- fertilization, or the prosperity of the earth, being fertilized by the sky. So, if, hmm. if um, Sith was an earth goddess, and Thor being a sky god, they would create a holy, or divine... Marriage. Hmm. So there is evidence to support this theory based on other examples of relationships like theirs.
1: Weird. Okay.
0: So I mean that's one of the things that we can assume, but like I said, it's not confirmed. It's just theory.
1: A film theory. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I had to do it. Matt Pat, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> <laughs> you, know you A love species
0: me. of moth. Uh,
1: oh God! Moss. A Species of moths. Moss. Moss. Like the
0: earthy stuff oh, that grows. I, you I meant said like moth the at first. I'm sorry. I have thingies. a speech impediment. You're
1: thingy. okay. You're okay.
0: Um, it's called Sifir, which literally means Sif's hair, which is another piece of evidence to support the theory that she was an agricultural goddess.
1: Huh. Funky. I like it.
0: Um. Yeah, her other symbols are um, summer, passion, and sun. There was a festival normally held in the springtime that would honor her and the coming of summer. Okay. And um, in order to ask her for help and guidance, it said that you want to bake her a loaf of bread with as many grains as possible in it. Alright. So, I mean. Yeah. All the evidence says yes, but it can't be confirmed. Right. And that's really unfortunate because she seems like she was probably a really cool lady. I wish that we, I wish that we could know more. I wish yeah. that we could meet these people. I mean, even in Marvel, she has a teensy tiny role. She doesn't really do much.
1: And plus, it's not really shown that Thor is married to Sif.
0: Well, because they're not. I know. Because he's with Jane. Jane Foster. I think we're gonna do a whole episode on like Marvel and Thor and in-
1: Marvel versus actual.
0: Yeah, that would be such a cool... Maybe it'll be a Patreon episode. Possibly. There we go. If you want
1: to see some other cool because stuff Because this would like that. all just
0: be theory, and it wouldn't be, like, really facts at all, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, so, Patreon.
1: Go sign up. There, there you, you go. Got some cool stuff coming.
0: Um, so I'm gonna pass time over to you.
1: Yes, so, give me about five minutes, and I'll be done.
0: <laughs> I know, same.
1: <laughs> so, I'm gonna be talking about Niord pronounced N Y O R D Nyord. Njord. Uh Nord is one of the principal gods of the Veneer tribe of deities. So he's So those not... are the
0: agricultural ones. Mm-hmm.
1: He's or they're the gods that are uh, more The fertility peaceful. ones, the fertility ones, yeah. uh versus the Aesir which is, you know, anger and war. Oh yeah. Uh he's also an honorary member of the Aesir gods. So he's actually a member of both.
0: Mhm. I feel like that actually happens a lot because of the peace treaty at the end of the aesir Veneer War. Yep, uh, yeah.
1: which that's actually where he came from.
0: Well, I'm sorry I just spoiled your whole story. Yeah. No,
1: that's fine. I quit. I'm kidding now. Uh, having been sent to them during that... Whoa, look at that! aesir Veneer War, along <laughs> with his son, Freyr, and his daughter, Freya. So he's actually the father of Freyr and Freya. Hmm. Uh, Freyr and Freya's mother is Njord's unnamed sister, who, based on linguistic evidence, so this is a theory, is probably Nerthus, or an equivalent goddess.
0: Now, who was Nerthus?
1: Uh, there is actually not much on Nerthus. She is not very prominent in Norse mythology. That happens a lot. It does. And Njord is also not very prominent in Norse mythology. He's just known as the person who boned his sister to make Freyr and Freya. That's basically it. (laughs) Uh... Njord was particularly associated with wealth, fertility, the sea, and seafaring in the Vikings' religion. So he was basically the Poseidon of their time. A saying among the Norse people... Or, wow. A saying among the Norse peoples held especially... Oh my god, I can't speak today
0: i just think you can't type and now you're trying to <laughs> uh, read your, your notes uh
1: i tony having strong uh saying amongst <laughs> the norse peoples held especially wealthy to be as rich as nord so basically everyone wanted to be as rich as njord
0: so is it nord or njord because you're pronouncing it both
1: i'm saying Nord.
0: no sometimes you said nord pack oh. me up on this guys
1: well, uh, when I go through to edit this, I'll figure it out.
0: Good, because I mean, you're saying, <laughs> I'm saying also your. the sun went away outside and now our lighting is just awful again.
1: Oh, whoops.
0: This is what happens when you have to rely on the sun as part of your equipment.
1: Yes. We, you know, we could just turn on a light in here, but uh, maybe not. Uh, so there's really only one prominent story that... See, that makes everything so much better. Uh, that Njord was actually in. And that was the marriage of Njord and Scotty. Scotty Scotty's. doesn't know. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> uh, the best known tale about Njord, however, is that of his marriage of, to the goddess and Jotun, Scotty.
0: Jotun. Is that one
1: That of, is I... That is a giant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this myth, the father of- <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, what was the sound that I, I don't know. Speaking. I think that was a tick. <laughs> I don't- I don't know was a tick or not. A
1: jo- I'm not sure. Ew. That was. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. What Stop. They- <laughs> uh, in this myth, the father of Skadi, Thiazi was killed by the Aesir. The goddess prepared for war and went to Asgard to avenge Ow! her slain father. Instead of fighting with Skadi, the Aesir agreed to compensate her loss. One of these was to allow her to marry any one of the gods there. The only condition was that she must take Make her decision by only looking at the gods' feet. Yeah, <laughs> you could only pick your husband by looking at their feet.
0: You know, the gods are supp- supposed supposedly live forever, right? Uh,
1: these gods lived and died, but yes, they they. Okay, but they lived live longer forever. lives. Yeah,
0: they must have gotten bored at some point.
1: Oh my God! Let's not talk they about. They probably like feet wife stuff. and husband
0: swapped so many times.
1: Oh my God.
0: Am I wrong though?
1: No, you're exactly. not.
0: Exactly. I'm just saying. They, I mean, this was probably just a weird game for them. It was
1: a weird sex cult. No. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm taking a drink of this. Oh
1: no, but no. Cece, caffeine. Cece, no caffeine. Just take a drink. Man up. Woo, Cece's tried G Fuel for the very first time ever. Sponsorous. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, Scotty w- chose the most beautiful pair of feet, thinking that they belonged to Baldr, who is said to be the most handsome Norse god. Unfortunately for Scotty, the feet did not belong to Balder but to Njord. Things went from bad to worse for the newly wedded couple, as Njord is a god of the sea, his abode was the sea, or more specifically, Njord? Which means ship enclosure.
0: Noatun.
1: No, no, I don't, I don't know.
0: No, I don't feel like that. No tune?
1: I think it's no tune. No tune? Nope. Oh, no that, tune? that would be that would make a that lot more actually, sense. No, no, Jotun. Yeah. Jotun. It's not Jotun, it's Jotun. Uh, Scotty, on the other hand, preferred. I'm so
0: sorry to our headphone listeners.
1: Yeah. Cece's loud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Scotty, on the other hand, preferred the mountains where she could ski and hunt wild animals. Mm. The pair tried to make their marriage work by agreeing to live in each other's home for a part of the year. Unfortunately, Njord could not stand the cold and the howling of wolves during his stay in mm. Thrimheim, meaning Thunderholm. The abode of Scotty, while his wife found the motion of the sea and the n- noise of the harbor at tune Notun. Nope. Notun, whatever unbearable. In some accounts, Scotty eventually breaks up with Njord and returns to Thrymheim.
0: See what I'm saying? I mean, they were just like,
1: eh. I don't want you anymore. This marriage didn't work out. Whatever. Goodbye. See ya. Uh, yeah. Uh, there wasn't much on Njord past that other than, uh, shrines and temples to the sea god. Uh, despite there being very few surviving stories about Njord, he was a very popular deity who was widely worshipped by the Norse. Nice. She just did a visual tick, so go subscribe to our YouTube channel at Mythology Breakdown, and you'll be able to see it. And
0: skip to, uh... Uh,
1: 20... 20, 20, 2010. Like,
0: somewhere, it'll be somewhere around there.
1: Uh, This is perhaps not surprising, considering that the Norse were a seafaring people. Seafaring, not Seafaring. Uh, thus, making him a particularly important god. This is evident, for instance, in some written sources, which state that many temples and shrines were erected for the worship of Njord.
0: I'm surprised that more didn't survive on him because of all of the like the importance of the water and stuff. Yeah, like that's very shocking to me, honestly. Like I thought that there was gonna be a ton on the like water god of the Norse people because the There's Vikings. Not. I mean, yeah. When you think of Vikings, what do you think of ships? Viking ships and the weird horned hats, but... Well,
1: yeah, but we don't talk about that.
0: I don't even think that's... I don't even know if that's accurate.
1: No, that's actually uh, more of, like, a Western media type of thing.
0: Yeah. I'm like, yeah. So, but I'm... Yeah, I'm... That honestly surprises me.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. I was surprised, too, when I typed in Njord, uh, mythology... Norse mythology, and... <laughs> Nothing showed up at all, period, except for one tiny little story and a little bit explaining who he is.
0: You know who else I was surprised that didn't have a ton on him? Heimdall. Heimdall!
1: Heimdall, which is what Cece's going to be talking about right now.
0: Yes! So... What a good... Transition.
1: Up top. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: So Heimdall, which is literally translated to Radiant World, was the Watchman of Asgard. He's probably the first one we've talked about today that you probably know a little bit more about if you've watched any Marvel movies that involve Thor.
1: Literally. Because Heimdall any. is pretty important in them. Yeah.
0: But we're not talking about Marvel today. We're talking about actual Norse mythology. And he was the Watchman of Asgard. Marvel got that right. He watches over the Bifrost. Um, The rainbow bridge that connects Midgard and Asgard. Yes. Which we also know from the Marvel movies. And And if you haven't seen Marvel, they actually don't do that bad, I feel like.
1: We also actually know that the Bifrost, well, technically, uh, in mythology story, was used for travel between Earth and Asgard. Correct. Mm -hmm. But Heimdall was the only one who had access to it. So any Earthling couldn't just travel to Asgard. On but the see, the I didn't find that working. in my
0: research, so... Oh,
1: yeah. Whoops, um, my bad. So Jumping ahead.
0: <laughs> he lives near the uh, Bifrost in a home called... I'm going to move my notes.
1: That's okay, as long as you don't click anything.
0: Did I click anything?
1: I don't know. Not No, you didn't. Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: um, in a home called Himinbjorg. Nice. Which this which means the sky cliffs. I love their translations for their names. Yeah. Sky cliff. Sky
1: cliff. Sky. Sky cl- cliff. <laughs> cliff.
0: Try it again.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Try it one more time.
1: <laughs> Some squishly freeze orange juice. <laughs> S- <laughs>
0: Thank S- you. Freeze.
1: Thank you TikTok. Uh
0: No, try it one more time. Sky cliff. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Or the uh Thunder Home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or chip like a... encampment or enclosure. Yeah! <laughs> nice.
0: Um so he's got a weird parentage. He has nine moms.
1: Oh my god, what?
0: Nine moms. Biological moms. Nine biological moms.
1: What is it? Is it like Yu-Gi-Oh and the Exodia where you have to collect all of the card pieces to form him?
0: I have no idea what that is. It's Never mind. Um, And then he is the son... Oh, yeah. The son of Odin. Okay. And um, it's theorized that the nine moms are the nine daughters of the sea god Ager... Or each hmm. year, and um, their names are Gyulp? Gjol, Jolp, Jolp, Grip, Isla.
1: Where are you? Where are Ir, you It's looking on at the this.
0: very bottom? Okay. Eirgiafi, Olfram Anjai, Imph? Atla, Jarnsare, Jarnsaria,
1: Jans Jansana. Jan-Sary,
0: Jan-Sana. Jan-Sary, Jan-Sana.
1: Is that an N or a N? I R- think that's an N. Okay. Wow.
0: <laughs> I'm never doing that again.
1: Yeah. Hey, let's. Yeah. Let's. Uh. Let's get. That past, was. Yeah.
0: Awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh Whoops. my goodness. I, I I should have practiced those names out loud.
1: Yeah. Probably.
0: <laughs> um. Heimdall <Yeah>. is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you did. <laughs>
0: That's, sorry. That's guys. exactly
1: how you said it too. I'm sorry.
0: I'm sorry. I just guys. I just
1: forced a tick. <laughs> okay. Let's go.
0: Um, he's the father of humankind and he established the hierarchy of Norse society. Do you know how he did this? No. Do you want to know how he did this? Yes. Are you sure?
1: Did you write it down? Uh-huh. Okay, yes.
0: <laughs> he went down to Earth and he slept with three couples from the three different social classes. He stayed with each, with each couple for three nights, and he spent time with them, and he slept with the wife. Dope. Each wife got pregnant, and they birthed a son. The ancestor of the serfs, or, you know, the lowest class, was Thrall, who was ugly, but strong. Literally how they describe him. Nice. Which I think is really messed up, but what are you gonna do?
1: I mean, this was a thousand years ago, so there's nothing we can really do.
0: The ancestor of the peasants, or the middle class, was Karl, and he was skilled at farm work. Okay. Which, it, it, it makes sense if you think about times back then.
1: Peasant. I get it.
0: And then we have the Jarl, who is the ancestor of all warriors and nobles. They were seen as very smart. Huh. Do you want to know what these three couples were called? What? Great-grandparents, grandparents, and parents. Why? I have no idea.
1: Okay, heard.
0: I have no idea. <laughs> so his main symbol is the yaller horn, which is like this massive horn instrument that when he blows... All of
1: the Destiny and Destiny 2 fans are going to be pretty upset with you, the fact Why? that he that up. It's horn.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry!
1: <laughs> from someone who played D1 from day one. It's okay, Yaller horn works too.
0: So it's Gallerhorn. It's, it's Gallerhorn. Yeah, G- G- Galler or Galler. It's
1: it's Gallerhorn.
0: Gallerhorn. Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> She's giving me such attitude right now. Yeah.
0: I just God. I just worked a really long week. <laughs> um. So his symbol is the Gallerhorn. Which is the resounding horn. And once he blows this horn, this signifies the start of Ragnarok. Because it symbolizes it says the giants are coming. Right. And the giants are the ones that start Ragnarok. And um, he also had a horse named Goldtopper, which meant golden mane. Huh. But you didn't know that from Destiny. I I did not know that. So, one of the biggest things about Eindahl is the fact that he has wonderful senses. Well, yeah. He can hear the wool growing on a sheep. He can hear the grass grow. He can see a hundred leagues, which I don't know how far that is, but I think it's really far.
1: You probably should have researched how far a hundred leagues is.
0: I also read hundreds and hundreds of miles. So that's why I'm assuming it's pretty far. Um... He also needs less sleep than a bird, which I don't know how much birds sleep, but apparently it's not very much.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if he's the watcher of basically Midgard, uh, basically of the realms, then...
0: But still, I uh, bird just seems like a really weird thing to compare it to. Yeah. Like, if I said sleeps like a cat, that is that makes sense, because cats sleep all day. All day.
1: Our cat is sleeping. Our
0: cat is sleeping <laughs> on the cat tree behind us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Heimdall and Loki, because Loki's going to lead the giants to start Ragnarok, they actually end up killing each other. Spoiler alert.
1: Well, we already talked about Ragnarok. so.
0: And did we mention this specifically, yes. though? Oh.
1: We mentioned all the deaths that happened in Ragnarok. But it's okay. You can, um, You're good.
0: He also has golden armor and golden teeth. And or golden teeth, so
1: so he had uh, grill long before grills were ex- like.
0: Yes, it's also said that yeah. he is like the fairest of all of the Norse gods. Like they described him as literally the whitest of all of the gods, which I feel like is really weird to say because all I imagine is just like this radiant white beam of light, and I know that that's not what they're talking about.
1: I mean that definitely does make sense because most gods will actually cover their. Li- True form, Eww. like in a lot of mythology stories, they're typically like a gradient beam of light because they're holy and because they're well gods, <laughs> and so it makes sense why they would explain him as f- super fair.
0: Yeah, it's just it was weird the way that they worded it.
1: Plus, this actually comes from like these stories come from the Norse than like, the poetic Edda and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah it it would make sense why they would say it like that.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not I'm just I'm just saying it was weirdly it was weirdly worded in the article Oh, I was
1: yeah. Reading. Oh, yeah.
0: Um other names that he was known as include Hellen which means ram, and uh Gulantani, which means golden teeth. Huh. Um he's equated with a Vedic deity, Diasis, Dia Dio- Dyaus. Where is it? D y a u s. Dyaus. Dios? I have no idea what Vedic religion is. We have not found that yet. Huh. But I needed to write it down because we definitely need to look it up.
1: You know, it could just be the veneer. Because technically, they're known as, uh, V veneer gods.
0: But Vedic and veneer are not the same word.
1: Well, yeah, but like, in in this sense, where is it again? Yeah. So in this sense, equated with a Vedic deity, so you can't. Oh yeah, I guess okay. Oh, like I said, it's... we'll
0: have to look, and we'll let you know. Yeah. Um. He's also equated with the Christian arc archangel Michael. Do you know who Michael is? I know who Michael is. If you seen Supernatural? I mean, oh, for I'm... you non for you non religious folks. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you yeah, um, because of their connection between the heavens and the mortal world. Right. Um. He also would disguise himself as a human named Rig and go down and spend time on the earth. Hmm. And, um, Rig, when he was on the earth, he adopted the Jarl's first son, Khan, and he taught him how to become a king.
1: Hmm.
0: And that's basically the information that I found on him.
1: Dang. What Not is Not a lot. It oh. says
0: Marvel, because I did kind of want to touch on the fact that we do. You know, they actually did do a pretty good job with him in the Marvel movies, I feel like. Um, he also has the forethought, so he can see into the future, which is very interesting. I mean, he is the protector, so I just think that Marvel got it right, I just wanted to kudos to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're writers. They're the people who write the stories are phenomenal.
0: Yes, so that's what I got, and um, actually, this is about the perfect time to take a break.
1: Yep. Because this next portion is gonna take us about twenty minutes to go through, so
0: yeah. So um, we're gonna go take a break. I'm gonna go get something to drink because I'm thirsty. Okay. And um, when we get back, we'll do our surprise person for the day. Perfect. Um, see you soon.
1: to mythology breakdown
0: yes yes I'm extremely tired
1: yeah uh, we're both ready for the day to be over so we can go back to bed <laughs> uh, I just
0: drank some questionable milk so. yes so we'll see how that
1: treats her within the next 15 to 20 minutes Uh okay so surprise surprise the person I'm gonna be talking about is none other than Lady Sif's husband Thor Thor So, like I said, I've got three whole pages on this guy, so we're going to be...
0: It's going to take a while. You almost said this page. Uh, I did.
1: I almost said this guy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) If we
0: had autocorrect, I'm pretty sure underneath my name would just be wheeze all the time.
1: Yeah. If we had subtitles.
0: Subtitles. Yeah. What did I say?
1: Uh, (laughs) Did
0: I say autocorrect?
1: Yeah, you said autocorrect. (laughs) PhD gonna... <laughs>
0: brain is struggling. You're good.
1: Okay, so Thor is the Norse god of thunder, the sky, and agriculture. He is the son of Odin, chief of the gods, and Odin's consort, Yord, Earth. Basically, the person who he slept with to make No Thor. Uh, and husband of the fertility goddess Sif, who is the mother of his son, Modi, and daughter Thrud.
0: Which I did not find. So, yes. I mean, like, that's not confirmed. That's theory.
1: Are you sure? Because this came off of ancient.eu.
0: Okay, okay. So
1: this is off of a legitimate website.
0: So we're all the mine. I'm just saying. That's why it's so hard to be like, well, this is fact about mythology. Because like I said, I mean, like we've said multiple, multiple times. Yeah. There are so many ways to interpret information.
1: There is no one particular fact to this. There is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of theories that somewhat sort of make up facts. Uh, His other son, Magni, may be the offspring of a union with the giantess Jarnsaxa. Hmm. Thor was the defender of Asgard, realm of the gods, and Midgard, the human realm, and is primarily associated with protection through great feats of arms and slaying giants. Hmm. So he doesn't like giants at all. Uh, the majority of the tales featuring Thor, in fact, put him in conflict with a giant or with his nemesis, the Midgard Serpent, known as Jormungandir, a monstrous snake who coils and twists itself around the world. Like almost all of the Norse gods, Thor is doomed to die at Ragnarok, which is the end of the world in Twilight of the Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, he falls only after killing the Great Serpent with his powerful hammer, Mjolnir, dying to its poison. His sons, Magni and Modi, survive Ragnarok, along with a small number of other gods, and inherit his hammer, which they use to restore order. Which is also another thing which explains that uh, the Norse religion is cyclical. So it consistently repeats itself. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thor functioned primarily as a protector god, although stories concerning him also explained natural phenomena, thus linking him with the... Ideological type of myth, one which explains how some aspects of life came to be, he was said to burst forth from his great hall in his chariot, drawn by two male goats, Tangyoster, or Tooth-Nasher, and Tangrisnir, Snarltooth, who could be killed and eaten by the god, and then brought back to life the next day, as long as their bones remained unbroken. Yeah. What? That long break, by the way, you audio people, was her giving me a look of what the hell did you just say. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that, that long break is going to be in here still.
0: You probably should shorten it.
1: <laughs> uh, only a little bit. Uh, Let's see. Where was I? At? It's
0: like a solid five seconds of pausing. Yes. Oh my goodness.
1: Uh, the roar of thunder was the rumble of Thor's chariot's wheels across the vault of the heavens. And in another story, he is credited with creating tides, hmm. which I will actually be going over some of those stories today. Um. God, where was I? Thor was invoked to a seal or to seal business contracts and consecrate marriages for agricultural abundance, for protection during voyages, especially at sea, and for victory in battle. But he seems to have been called upon wherever any need arose. Hmm. Uh, In all of these stories, Thor's attributes are his previously mentioned three magical items, which I didn't previously mention them, but yeah. Uh, They're the hammer, Mjolnir, the belt, Megingjord, and his iron gloves. So uh, Meganjord basically made it to where he was uh, twice as strong as what he was originally. Hmm. So if he wasn't wearing his belt, then he was just like, oh, there's Thor. He can kill a giant. But then he put the belt on you. Oh, my God, there's Thor. He can destroy an entire world.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Uh, and then his iron gloves, which was used to hold Mjolnir because Mjolnir was friggin heavy. Uh, Out of which, Mjolnir is the most characteristic one. As well as this goat-drawn chariot.
0: That feels like it would not be a very effective chariot. No, probably
1: not. Uh, Especially those screaming goats. Like, you yell at it and they just (laughs) fall over. Okay, yes. Just like that. (laughs) I'm
0: sorry, headphone listeners. That was loud. That was very loud. It's like a solid line. Yeah,
1: it went off the charts. Uh, These items embellish Thor's great strength, which is his main feature, and Thor also has a quick temper and shows impatience for following others' rules. He is never depicted as a subtle or careful deity, and prefers direct action over discussion or planning in solving any problem. Thor is completely without guile, or the capacity to deceive, and so cannot recognize these qualities in others. As a result, he is often tricked by magical spells or shape-shifting entities, which cause things to appear other than they are. Oh, did you read my little no, header right here? I'm
0: just thinking about the fact that Thor is literally a dumb jock.
1: Oh, he is literally a dumb jock. Okay, but now this is my header for the next thing, and this kind of explains Loki and his story against Thor. And the heading literally reads, my myth about Loki just being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to word it. Uh, so, this story revolves around Loki and a couple of. The, yeah, look how long this story is. Gimini! Yeah, hello. <laughs> uh, so, I'm going to be reading through it and then we can talk about some key details just so then that way it's not taking up a huge portion of our time. Uh, even though High claims that the stories where Thor does not win are not worth being told, a number of these are among the most famous. One of these has to do with the castle of giant Utgarda-Loki. They named him Utgarda-Loki in mythology, because why not, right? And the three tricks played on Thor. Thor frequently traveled with his human servant, Thialfi, or with Loki, but on this journey, he was accompanied by both. They encounter a giant named Skrymir in the forest who offers to carry the food bag, but ties it so tightly that Thor cannot open it. Three separate times, Thor attacks Skrymir with his hammer while the giant is sleeping, but with no effect, each time Skrymir wakes up and asks if perhaps a leaf or acorn had fallen on his head. Whack. Literally, three times. (laughs) After Skrymir leaves them, the three arrive at the stronghold of the giant Utgarda loki I'm just going to say Loki, who mocks them for being so small... No,
0: no, 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 no. Utgarda loki is not the same as Loki. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, I guess so. Who mocks them for being so small and tells them that if they want to stay, they must compete in contests which show their worth.
0: Just call him Utgarda.
1: Now it's saying just regular Loki.
0: Well, because Loki...
1: Oh, Loki is with... Okay, yeah, I'm dumb. Uh, loki offers to compete in eating the fastest and is pitted against Logi of Utgarda lokis court. Loki eats all the meat in the trough the trough not the trough the trough but logi eats the meat bones and trough itself so logi is declared the winter logi it's like you're hawking, hawking a lo- loogie is declared the winter that's what he i said, said winter winter whoops i, I read Th- Thialfi. Mm-hmm. uh next Thialfi offers to run a race and three times loses to his opponent hugi weird names i don't like these when it is Thor's turn, he chooses a drinking contest and Utgarda loki offers him a large horn. Thor drinks three times but cannot empty the horn. Utgarda loki mocks him and offers him the challenge of lifting a grey cat off the floor. Thor can only manage to lift it high enough so that one paw is in the air. Once again, Utgardaloki loki mocks Thor and says that perhaps he can win at wrestling an old woman, his nurse Ellie. Thor and Ellie grapple through the hall until Thor is finally forced down onto one knee. At this point, Ugarda loki calls a halt to the contest and allows the three to spend the night.
0: I think I know this story.
1: Yeah. Uh, it actually, at the end, it really does explain why you shouldn't be hard on yourself, which is, I think, really cool.
0: Well, that's what the thing, is that a lot of myths and tales and legends and folklore so they have, you know, underlying messages to them. And that's why they're so interesting, and that's why we're doing this podcast, because it's, it's so easy to just look at and be like, oh, well, that's just a story. But it's like, okay, but, you know, some stories we take as having meanings, and some stories mean other things, and it's important to look at those, I think. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, continuing with this. Wow. Uh, the next morning, Ugarda loki rides out from the castle with Thor and his companions and reveals the truth of the past few days. He first tells... Them that he was Skirmir in the forest and that he deceived Thor each time Thor struck him. Thor was actually striking at mountains whose tops were now leveled from each blow. Once they were in the castle, the deceit continued as Loki's opponent in the eating contest was actually wildfire which burned up the meat, bones, and the wooden trough, while Thialfi's opponent in the race had been thought which flies faster than anyone's feet. So basically... It was wind that he was facing, and he lost. Uh, In the the case of Thor's contest, Utgardi Loki explains, the bottom of the drinking horn was in the sea, so that no matter how much Thor drank, he would never have been able to empty it. He did manage to drink so much, however, that the sea level had dropped, and Thor had now created tides. The Grey Cat had actually been the Midgard Serpent, who encircles the world... And the fact that Thor had managed to raise it as high as he had was incredible. Finally, the old woman he had wrestled with was age itself, which no one can defeat. And Utgard-Loki says how everyone was impressed and in awe when Thor was the only one who was forced down to one knee. So basically, he'd fought old age and almost won, which I thought was badass. Uh, Thor responds to the speech by drawing out his hammer to smash Ugard-Loki's skull. Reminder, he's a dumb jock. But the giant had vanished, and so had his stronghold. Thor and his companions leave the giant's land, but Thor swears vengeance on the Midgard Serpent for being able to resist him. Shortly afterwards, he goes fishing. <laughs> what a jump, right? Shortly afterwards, he goes fishing with the giant Hymir and catches the serpent, but Himir, fearful of drowning since Thor's fight with the beast is threatening their boat, cuts the line. The Midgard serpent escapes, and Thor, after hurling Himir overboard, wades into shore. I love (sighs) So Thor got so pissed off at Himir because he caught the serpent and was ready to kill it, he just chucked him overboard. He's like, yeah, you can drown now. Goodbye.
0: I went to, it's just a boat.
1: Oh, yeah. It's just a boat. You can get a new one. You can build a new one. (laughs) Uh, Neither of these tales show Thor at his best because he is deceived in the first and betrayed, just as he was about to haul the serpent into the ship in the second. He remains a heroic figure, however, because his failings are not of his own doing. No one could have done better against the magic of Utgarda loki and no one can predict what a companion might do in a moment of crisis. In another popular tale, Thor's hammer is stolen by the giants and and he must disguise himself as the goddess Freya, and pretend to be the giant's bride in order to get it back. A Norse audience would have been entertained by these stories, but would have also derived a comforting message. Even Thor could have bad days. So yeah, Thor had bad days. Yeah. So don't be hard on yourself.
0: Gods are not perfect. I mean, I think that we've very much so discovered that in our research. Gods are... Most often depicted as not perfect.
1: Purpo- not perfect.
0: Not perfect. Not purpose. Not purpose. <laughs> They're not perfect.
1: Yes. Okay, so that was the end of the story. Basically, it was just...
0: So it wasn't actually... I mean, okay, so Ugarda Loki, was that like Loki in disguise?
1: So I, I'm thinking it was like uh No, because giant? they fought
0: against Loki.
1: Right, but it was a giant. And Loki used to be... Ah. Nice. And Loki, Loki used to go along with Thor, on these.
0: But Loki was with Thor on this adventure that you were telling us about. Exactly. So it couldn't have been him. No. Okay, well, you said it was Loki being a bitch, and
1: Loki well, it's, actually it's, didn't do well, anything. Gardo Loki. Okay, so but it's, it's like, all
0: the same. That was deceiving Tony.
1: It was what whatever. Deceiving whatever. I'm a I'm a deceitful person. i no are uh, not. Deceit. Deceit. Yeah. Well, wow. My brain. Okay. Uh, so next <coughs> is about the cult of Thor. Now remember, every time we've talked about the cult in the past, it this is... Religion yes. Not this is not... Cult as today. Yeah. It's not the Illuminati. Uh, <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. Uh, this kind of reassurance that Thor provided gave rise to his popular cult. Very little is known of the specifics of Thor's worship owing to the nature of Norse religion which had no written scripture of formal liturgy. But as noted, his popularity is evidenced by the number of amulets, engravings, and other allusions to him. There does seem to be exceptions to this general rule, however, as temples of as temples to Thor are mentioned by later writers. The most famous of these, why well, I can't speak today, the most famous of these was the Temple of Uppsala in Sweden, dedicated to the worship of Frere, Odin, and Thor. According to the amount of Account according to the account of Adam of Bremen, circa 1050 to 1085 of the current era, in the Gesta Burgensis Ecclesiae Pontificum.
0: What? It
1: is medieval Latin for deeds of the bishops of Hamburg. Hamburg.
0: Hamburg.
1: That's a Hamburg. Uh Hamburg. Yes, Hamburg hamburger. Uh, sacrifices were made at the temple every nine years, in which the ta- the males of every species were killed and hung from trees in a sacred grove.
0: At least it was the males. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just always the females in these stories. Oh, yeah,
1: no. Uh, you know,
0: sacrifice the virgin, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's always the women. Yeah. Nice for it to be a man for a change.
1: Although Adam's account has been challenged as hearsay and is being unreliable, it seems likely that some sort of ritual sacrifice took place at Uppsala as well as elsewhere. So there were sacrifices and people were sacrificing people for Thor, basically. Uh, Yeah, it kind of messed up. Uh, these temples were all destroyed once Christianity triumphed over the pagan Norse beliefs. So here here comes this. Uh, this relates to the story of the infamous Norwegian king, Olaf Tryggvason, uh, who reigned from 995 to 1000 current era.
0: That's not very long.
1: Yeah, he literally reigned for five years. He pissed off his people, and you'll learn why. Who forcibly converted his kingdom to Christianity through violence and torture. Destroying a temple after he was shown how a statue of Thor operated. And I literally put in parentheses, it moved. LOL. <laughs> it moved. Uh, this statue seems to have moved when one pulled on the rope around the horns, and when it did, it would make it sound like thunder.
0: So basically, it was just a feat of engineering for the time, and they were like, witchcraft.
1: Yeah. It was all like, oh, hey, cool, look at this statue that can move if you pull on a rope. Oh, kill it. It's bad. Thanks, Christians of 995 CE. Uh, <laughs> amulets depicting Thor's hammer vied with those of Christians' crosses. Wow, I can't speak today. Amulets depicting Thor's hammer vied with those of Christian crosses as the Norse religion struggled to maintain itself against the encroachment of the new faith, which seemed antithetical to every value Thor embodied. <laughs> Nice. The very characteristics which made Thor such a popular god was denigrated by the new religion. What does
0: denigrated mean?
1: uh, You know what? Let me highlight this. Denigrate, or uh, denigrated, or to denigrate is to criticize unfairly.
0: Okay. Or disparage. Okay.
1: Uh, Basically, he was hated by the new religion. Which, in theory, at least, promoted peaceful resolutions to conflicts and deliberation before action. Because Thor got pissed off and threw someone over a boat, they decided that they were going to burn all of his temples. Hmm. That's that's basically I mean, the moral make, of the story. it makes
0: sense. I mean, and, like, if you look at, we'll say, in a Christianity sense, and remember, we are very respectful about religion here, we're just using it to talk about stories, and we are looking at it from a purely purely scientific point of view. Yes. If you look at it, I mean, Jesus displayed bouts of anger, too. Oh, yeah. When he was disrespected. It's just just one of those little things that is interesting, because you, you know, one of the attributes that gods across different religions have.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Now... Now, CC said something about we're only looking at this from a scientific standpoint, and while I do agree, this last part seems like a spit in the face for the Nords, for the Nordic religion. Even though Christian kings like Olaf Trygva- Trygvason converted more people with burning coals and steel than theological argument... The ideals of Christianity offered no room for a god such as Thor, and his worshippers either died resisting Christian conversion or accepted the new faith and forgot about him. By the 12th century current era, Thor's cult was a memory, and churches stood where his temples had been.
0: But like we said, I mean, that was the past. Oh, Obviously, yeah. Obviously, things oh. are different now. We are all looking at this from a historical. We're not bashing on oh, anything Oh, yeah.
1: 12th century current era was 900 years ago, almost 1,000 years ago. So, because each decade is a century.
0: Yeah, we're in the 21st century, so. Yeah. Almost a thousand years ago. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, back then, you know, it was a huge spit in the face to Norse mythology. But nowadays, I look at it and I go, (laughs) nice. (laughs) 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 I'm...
0: Anyway, um... That's about it. Alrighty. For today, at least. Well, um... Oof, heartburn... Like me and Tony said earlier, we have our Patreon account active now. Um, We have a special that's still going on for, I think, another week.
1: I think it's about another eight days. I think it's about
0: another week. And um, we're looking forward to that. You can also find us on TikTok at mythology underscore breakdown underscore pod, where we post some updates and, you know, some behind-the-scenes stuff. And then you can also find us on Instagram at mythology breakdown pod, Facebook at
1: mythology breakdown the podcast,
0: and YouTube at mythology breakdown.
1: I think it's just mythology it's just, breakdown it's user.
0: That's yeah. who we are. Yeah. Um, we do post our episodes on YouTube as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to leave us a rate and review wherever you can. Give us a subscribe, a like. A happy face.
1: Comment if you think if you like us or, you know, dislike us. Email I, us yeah. at
0: mythologybreakdownpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys and we will email back. Yes. That's what's so nice about these things is, you know, we'll communicate back with you. I like yep. talking to people.
1: <laughs> that is not true. She likes oh, talking to people about podcasts. I but I do. anything other I like other talking than to that... people
0: about mythology.
1: Oh yeah. Any other time she's talking to people, it's like, don't talk to me, don't touch me, don't look at me.
0: And, um, (laughs) I'm not gonna say what yet, but me and Tony have something pretty big in the works. I don't know what she's talking about. He does, he
1: just doesn't remember.
0: Uh, My brain is fried. (laughs) It's okay. So, um, I'll I'll, I'll apparently re-enlighten Tony after this episode, but, um... Look out for an announcement coming here and in the next couple of weeks. Um, we are in the process of getting merch made.
1: Yes, uh, I will be making merchandise uh, for Mythology Breakdown.
0: If you guys want anything in particular, quotes you like, something like that, I mean, Gmail is the best way to contact us, and we don't mind. We, we will we will do stuff like that. Yep. That I mean, that's what we're here for, is to make it... We're, we're here to support you guys, and we appreciate you guys' support in return. I mean, we we've, are. We've seen steady growth. Oh yeah. We're still we're 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 one of those small but mighty clans, yes. and I just we love and appreciate every single one of you. We have so much fun with this, and so the fact that we're hopefully making people today, it's just.
1: And hey, we can call them our cult members. <laughs> Because mythology had cults.
0: I feel like that's not the way to go. But I mean, if you guys like that, I mean, let us know. Let us know if you guys like my cult- the cultists.
1: Yes, I we can. I can make a shirt that says "Mythology Breakdown the Cult," and have that.
0: I feel like we shouldn't do that.
1: I think we should.
0: Anyway, <laughs> um, we're most likely going to be recording our next episode this week as well because, as you know, next week, this upcoming Sunday, is Easter. Yep. And um, we're going to be very busy. And we both work um, on our normal recording times next week. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we probably won't have any new announcements for the next episode, but give us a listen anyway. We're going to be going back to some Roman roots, which we haven't done in a while, I think, since our second episode.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, so, because Rome is basically a reskin of Greek. It, did
0: you just say reskin?
1: Yeah, they, it literally is. It I is know, a it is a reskinned version of Greek mythology.
0: I know, but it's just gamer talk. Shut
1: up. <laughs> but yeah, uh, because they're they're literally copy-paste of Greek mythology. But not
0: necessarily, and that's what we're going to be discussing next yeah. week slash later today when we record.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. But so, anyways, um, until
0: next time. I've been Tony. And I've been Cece. Have a good night. Have a good night. Mm-hmm.